Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And this episode, my wife and I both played Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. Or is it Rift Apart? Rift Apart. Just Rift Apart? Yes. It doesn't flow very well with that pause. Ratchet and Clank. Rift apart. You could say a rift apart. That doesn't sound right, though. No. Ah, uh, they did the best. They did, they did the best they could with what they had. And going going back around <laughs> to my previous statement, their naming scheme was better than mine. So I was uh, fair enough. They get paid to do this. Insomniac Games. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I won't interfere. Anyways, Insomniac. I think. Yes, it is. Woo-hoo. You're correct. Man. We, we are stellar recording these podcasts We today. are with it today, everybody. <laughs> but this game is fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a really good time. The The griping will be uh, minuscule, probably. Little, yeah. little tidbits here and there. Yeah, nothing super crazy. Nothing super crazy. We'll jump into the story synopsis, going through our little reviews, you know, the usual, and we'll uh, cut into some... You know, us complaining, us cocking, us being excited, us geeking out. Us cocking? Did I say cocking? Yes. Oh, well, I'm great. Us talking, I guess. <laughs> like, what are we cocking? Oh. Uh, the cock gun is downstairs somewhere. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff that pre <laughs> needs to be recocked again yes. in this household. That's fine. <sighs> I'm exhausted, everybody. Yeah, we're both very tired. I've been doing mandatory overtime the past couple weeks, and my usual days off are not there anymore, and we're just unusually busy at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so the for... days off that we have, <laughs> just you know, my quick my quick side note is yeah. I usually work 10-hour days. I worked a, another extra eight-hour days and got home after being underneath trailer and in attics all day to mow the lawn because it rained all day yesterday it rained all week there was no other time for you Due to, to mold mold a lot so by the time i got done and i know i sound like i'm whining but after 48 hours and just getting home and all you want to do is sleep you're like and now i have chores Hasht- being an adult is the worst <laughs> hashtag first world problems hashtag being an adult Ugh, hashtag adultivity and home ownership <laughs> yes yeah it's a lot of that too <laughs> anyway, excellent so anyway back the to the story <laughs> The synopsis and story of Ratchet and Clank. Dr. Nefarious has gotten a hold of the Dimensionator, a gun that allows allows the user to travel between dimensions. While, he, while in his possession, it runs amok, and Dr. Nefarious, Ratchet, and Clank end up in an alternate dimension where Nefarious always wins. Ratchet and Clank pair up with some unlikely new friends, including a new Lombax named Rivet, to stop Nefarious and save the multiverse from collapsing. The Nefariouses. There are. I did say Nefarious. It's Nefariouses. There's evil Emperor Nefarious. Yes, Emperor Nefarious and Doctor Nefarious. And evil Nefarious is a very charming British man. Yeah, naturally. British people are always evil. I, no matter what you say, you Brits, you're always evil. They're always evil. Except for Beard Meets Food. He just eats food. Yeah. All he does is eat. But what his evil plan is to eat the entire world's population worth of food. That's impressive. So we're all starved to death except for Uh, him. That makes sense. That's his evil plan. He seems all charming and happy. (laughs) 
but he's really just eating oversized <laughs> portions of food. This is going to be a really long podcast because we keep getting <laughs> sidetracked. We are three and a half minutes in. We've read the first paragraph on our notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are two new characters this time around. A female Lombax named Rivet, which we mentioned before, and a new robot named Kit. Uh, They added a very nice dynamic to the game as their characters were interesting and felt at home in the universe, literally, because it was their universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kit is uh, struggling... uh, No, Rivet is a struggling resistance member against evil Emperor Nefarious. Uh, When things seem hopeless, uh, Clank Clank, uh, stumbles out in her... In front of her. Yeah, so when they get sucked into the other dimension, Ratchet and Clank get separated, as they seem to do in every Ratchet and Clank game we have played. Yeah, at some point in time. And so Clank ends up finding Rivet and teaming up with her. Yeah, against his will initially, but then they find out about the evil Emperor. It's eventually they team up with Ratchet and Clank to save the multiverse, uh, but they need to build a new dimensionator because the original one is broken, and they also have to fix the rifts. Just that they keep appearing all over the place because of the dimensionator. Yes, and Clank rebuilt the dimensionator as a surprise for Ratchet so that he could find the dimension find where all his wombaxes are. The wombaxes, yes. Wombaxes. I just said wombaxes. Yes. The wombaxes yes. are hanging out. Man, I am not doing well today, everybody. I'm sorry. It's going to be great. So, I love it. Yeah, overall, the new characters are actually really, really well built in the universe. A lot of the alternate the alternate dimension are just alternate versions of characters you've seen in previous Ratchet and Clank games. We knew them all from the remake that we played, the 2016 Most of them, remake. Yeah, they were in nice. there. And then some of there's a lot of Ratchet and Clank games, and we've realistically played two of them now yes so i know absolutely nothing of the world and the building yeah. of the universe but we have a lot of fun seeing all the bad guys do all sorts of ridiculous stuff yes it is a lot of fun you don't need to play other games to jump into this one the story is very charming the humor is really well done it is a pretty funny game it's good for adults and for kids for sure i'd say the difficulty of the game for kids might be a little tough if you're not kind of seasoned with playing video games but overall very well done, you guys, on the story. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into some reviews. Okay. So on Metacritic, it has an 88 from critics and a 9.0 from users. It's pretty darn good. Yeah, it's pretty close. Uh, IGN. So I went to IGN. I had to read my notes. <laughs> IGN, The their positive take is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart as a stunner. It not only gives the latest generation of consoles a game that looks as beautiful as the improved tech promised, but it's also a fantastic experience to play. Rivet and other new characters add so much charm, wit, and heart to a franchise I've loved for most of my life. That's coupled with series-best action platforming gameplay and incredible art and sound design across the board. Rift Apart may not be the biggest adventure around, but its big heart, wild weapons, and incredible detail easily make it one of the most memorable of the year so far. I would agree with that. Yeah, that's pretty on point. It, it really showcases the How PS5. well the PlayStation 5 is capable of it. I think we have a section on that later. We do. We don't <laughs> have to get into that now. Okay, very good. IGN negative, which they really didn't have much. But what I grabbed was there are occasional bits where Ratchet or Rivet have to hitch a ride on a speedy space slug to avoid poisonous waters. It's amusing the first time or two, but never really becomes anything more than getting from point A to point B. 
An aerial combat on the back of an intergalactic pterodactyl sounds awesome, but it occurs only once and is fairly rudimentary. Neither idea is bad per se, and they're only meant to be momentary diversions, but they stand out from the rest of the campaign because they don't quite match the ingenuity of nearly every other style of gameplay. So I agree, but also some of these things are stuff they've picked up from other games. So I don't know about the space slug, but even in the original game, we had like a hunting challenge. The pterodactyl, the main point of it was to hunt down these things and it made it easier than finding those stupid brains in the first one that that we had to find finding the brains in the first game was so tedious finding the brains for invader zim Uh uh-huh it was very difficult Uh, invader zim's voice is definitely in this game yeah invader zim is uh zircon jr he's Mm -hmm. the uh fighting ring Yes. Yeah, he's that planet. And then the one that gives you all of the information when you unlock a new weapon. Yes, he gives you all the details. It makes me very happy. (laughs) But I would say, yeah, they're not as well-tuned with the rest of the game. But sometimes that's okay to have a mini-game that's not. But the pterodactyl flying was not great. You always did it because I just did not understand. They basically switched it. To a single joystick from both joysticks. And they switched it to the opposite joystick of what you use to move your character. Yeah, you move it to the one that you're usually moving the camera around with. So you have to kind of be used. You have to, It takes a minute to get used to. Once you do, it's not overly difficult, but it's just also at the same time, it's just meh in terms of gameplay. Yes. But they do a good action sequence on it when they're invading that planet later yeah, on. Yeah, that was okay. Mind I also you guys, made you do that. <laughs> lots of spoilers ahead. We, uh, You guys should know by now, but we're going to talk about anything. Yeah. We might not give you the complete ending of the game, but we're, any sequence we feel like talking about, we're... Everyone dies. <laughs> the whole universe collapses. <laughs> There's no more Ratchet and Clank in this dimension. I mean, that's true up to a point. It kind of is, yep. But their negatives are a fair point, but I, I can see why they didn't really detract from the game as a whole. The other one I could have pulled from, and I read it before we started playing, because I knew we were going to play, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I always like looking at things. And I think it was Kotaku, where the reviewer was like, it's good, but it's not really much different from the 2016 remake, except it's playing on a PS5 and all the comments were like, uh-huh, and? What's, prob- what's the problem? It's a Ratchet that? and Clank game. We don't want anything. It's like a Zelda game. We don't want anything that's going to, you know, be too different. Granted, Breath of the Wild was amazing and very different, but like... They proved that they could do something yes. different with Breath of the Wild. Ratchet and Clank has a really good formula. Yes. And as long as they make slight improvements along the way... For sure. Which they definitely did. For sure. We're going to be happy with that gameplay that's just getting a little bit better every time. You don't need to make leaps and bounds with every single game. We right. want a lot of similar with a little bit new and you know improved along the way. Mm-hmm. I, I argued this with the Demon Souls podcast that we did, that some of the old mechanics I felt were outdated, but they still improved the game in a lot of aspects and made it so much better just from the remaster. Right. Or the remake. It's, I think it's technically a remake. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yes. Either way. Very well done. This game is very good. We'll talk about the gameplay, even though it's it's similar, but I'd like to kind of highlight some of the better things that they did with this game that I'd like to see some stuff in the future with Ratchet and Clank games. I'm assuming there will be more if this Probably. game did this well. So like before, it's a third-person uh, shooter and action platformer. 
You collect uh, very fun, unique weapons, such as these new ones, the Topiary Sprinkler, which unfortunately replaced your Disco Ball. I know, I miss my Disco so Ball. So the Disco Ball is kind of an item in the original game that made guys dance at will. This one turns them into... Topiaries. Topiaries when yep. it hits them. It's amazing. And it slows them. Or the original items from the one of the previous games, the Glove of Doom is back. Yeah. It makes tons of little minions that run around and eventually will explode, but they're very useful. They remind me of Gur from Invader Zim. I think that's why I like them so much. <laughs> and then you explore various planets along the way. So each of the planets, like other games, it's I don't know if you explore other planets in the other games, but there are various biomes you get to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they add unique challenges and puzzles. I think we went to different planets in the last one we played. Pretty sure. It's been so long that I don't remember. (laughs) It's only last year. (laughs) We played a lot of games. We played a lot since then, I know. And watched a lot of anime in between then. It's it's been a year. So, some of the new stuff, which are kind of forms of puzzles, uh, they have rifts. Obviously, rift apart. The really, really cool thing about these rifts is a couple fold. So you can see one in the distance, and one of the new puzzle mechanics and exploration mechanics is you use a rift tether to pull yourself to that rift. You teleport there, basically. You basically move yourself across the screen instantly. There's no load time. Yeah. You're there. Instantaneous. Or the load time is less than a second. Yeah, it's, you, it's not noticeable. Yeah, you watch the tether hit, and all of a sudden you're in that spot, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, they also have these rift challenges where you open up these big purple rifts and it literally loads a separate zone instantly. You just walk through. Yeah, that is usually for, is it armor pieces? Armor pieces, yep. And they'll have some rare tonium in them. Mm-hmm. And they offer unique little puzzles. They're usually platforming puzzles. So you have to run across exploding barrels and get the cross before they explode. Or you have to be... Ride the slugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little side puzzles like yes. that. There are rift anomalies that you have to close with clank. Yeah, those are the new clank puzzles where mm-hmm. he does. Those are the ones you gave me most of the time. I'm terrible at thinking puzzles like that. It's not. Yeah, I could see why. I they could do the beginning ones, but like the last two that you went to that got like super intricate, where you had to like initially launch yourself up to get a different orb to do something to then launch yourself to a different place to get a different orb to then take everything back and then start over from square one that was a lot i played a lot of games like that so i they're fun they're a nice side addition i don't feel like they felt too out of place with the game they're quick little puzzles there's no enemies to fight you just have to figure out how to get your little guys across it's kind of like a lemmings thing but they just constantly appear rather than you only have a finite amount yes and you have to guide them across to open the rift portal so you can get over to the other side of it to clear up the anomaly and it's also rift it's kind of like clank's mind trying to clear up to figure out how to close the rifts is kind of what it amounted to yeah which is a very interesting concept to see it that way like literally that was cool. Yeah. Uh, there are collectibles. There's golden bolts again. They have, the, what are they, the Krieger Bears is what they call them. Krieger? Krieger Bears. Krieger Bears. Uh, something along those bi- yeah. along those lines. They're little teddy bears that you find around the world. Yep. There's one in each world. Uh, and outside of that... We didn't talk about my least favorite minigame. We'll get to that in just a minute. We're doing all the fun stuff first, okay. and then we'll cover all the bad stuff here. <laughs> they had lots of other little puzzles inside of there. 
that were just kind of unique and new. But the only other thing that I really wanted to touch on, I, I guess that's PS5 experience. We'll cover that in a minute. Let's go to the puzzles you didn't like. I did not enjoy any of the puzzles with Glitch. The problem with Glitch, and let me let me guess if this is what your main problem was. Camera angle was difficult because you kept going upside down in there, and there were so many things you had to pay attention to that it's hard to keep up with. It was a little bit, um, we got to pause and let our dog outside before he explodes with barks. <laughs> you might hear him. <laughs> There are neighbors out doing yard work, so he has to go bark at the fence line at them. He's not happy about it. It was less, you know, camera angle because she could climb up walls and then you were suddenly upside down. And more just the sheer volume of things going on in an already, like, iridescent world. It it hurt my eyes to focus on anything all at once. So the glitch minigame, she's this little, like, spider robot Clearing up viruses in programs. Yeah, so that they can open a door or flip a switch or whatever. Which, it's a cool little minigame, but I could not handle it after, like, the second one you had to do. It was way too much. Because you have to shoot these giant viruses, and there's some that make, like, these tiny little viruses that come after you that take a ton of your health, and there's just hundreds of them at once it feels like and it was just it was overwhelming for me i didn't mind it so much they were unusually difficult in a couple of them the third one was the hardest for me the fourth wasn't so bad the fourth was like the final boss yeah yeah that, that one... was pretty pretty easy but the third one was i almost died a couple times in that one and you died a fair amount and you're like and i, I died just, like six too, times and I'm finally was like uh, we need to get her the uh, the rage thing where it's the inflatable thing. You stick the controller in there, and then you can you toss it when you're throw mad. it, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the only mini game that I I didn't love it. I didn't hate it like you did, or you didn't really hate it. You just didn't like it. I just didn't really like it. It was a cool concept. If I you played uh, near you played that, and you played Returnal, and mm-hmm. that was a lot of. A ton of crap going on all at once on the screen, which was a lot to watch. But you played it, so you were kind of in that mindset. It felt like they added a bullet hell into there for... uh, That's basically essentially a bullet hell experience. Where you're just shooting hordes and hordes and hordes of enemies or dodging things while shooting hordes of enemies. And I'm very much a hack and slash player. Like, I would not be good at Demon's Souls whatsoever. I just want to charge forward and slash things. But this was just too much for me mm-hmm. like if i had played any bit of returnal or near automata i'd probably have a little bit better of a time doing the glitch mini games but i didn't so i did not enjoy them <laughs> <laughs> okay now that we've covered that yes do you want to talk about our canadians <laughs> our canadian friends there are these Creatures called the Morks. Oh, yeah. I want to look up what... They're on Rivet's planet. Rivet's home planet. Uh, yes. Ratchet and Clank. What are you looking uh, up what planet they're on? Yes. Savala? I'm saying that wrong. I know. I think it's Savala. Savala. Savali. It's Savali. Yeah. It's, a pla- it's an acid planet, but there are these little engineers. They are the most Canadian things in the entire world they sound like you're either from the up or from canada yeah they're either from the up minnesota or they're from canada, canada. Eh? yeah and they think i'm slow eh? a <laughs> 
Yes, and so, they're all like super friendly, and they're all like wearing plaid, and they're all lumberjack. Oh, don't you know? Exactly. They they really. Yes, yeah, they're straight Canadians. And it was very adorable. Yes. We oh. love us some Canadians uh, up north here. I think so. it's Sargasso. Oh, is it Sargasso? Branch. Okay, branch. What the heck was Savala from? Savali. Savali is a different planet. Is on that one. Blank Rift, part Morks planet. Oh, you're looking this up still. Yes, drive you nuts. It is. Um, yeah, she's looking. Is, what the? Just do a planet list from the game. How many planets are there? Let's see. There you go. You can look at the list. It's Sargasso. Sargasso. Yeah. There you go. Savali was the big wide open one. Okay. The de- deserty one. Oh, were you with the uh, the monks on it? Yes. Got it. Okay. So the, there's a weapon wheel that you could set a quick draw to. We really didn't use it that much. We just kept opening the full weapon wheel and selecting weapons most of the time. Yeah, it was a good idea to have the D-pad be like the a, quick draw, but... We always wanted to use different weapons all the time. Constantly, because we wanted to keep leveling them up and making them all you know, relatively even on their power strength. And just to choose from four wasn't enough, because we probably use... Towards the end, we would use like 10 different weapons, 10 to 12 different weapons every fight. Yes. Yeah, you were, uh, you did not like the level up system for the weapons because you couldn't drag it across. All of them, you had to do one at a time. No, so when you were at Miss Zircon's shop in the 2016 remake that we played last year, when you would go into, what do you want to call it, like the level up tree? Yeah, yeah, the skill trees. Yeah, yeah the skill the trees, weapons. you could click on the first one and then like just move the joystick to highlight which ones you wanted with whatever raritanium you had and then click the last one you wanted and it would highlight all of those. This game, you literally had to click every single one. Uh-huh. And it was really annoying. It- like, I got used to it, but it was still really annoying the entire time. <laughs> all right. Well, outside of that, what were your favorite weapons? Uh, favorite weapons, well, I already said the Glove of Doom, Uh because they remind me of Gur from Invader Zim, and it is, they're really good, uh, like, ground cover for you. Yeah, so you can pay attention, you can stop paying attention to the little guys, because they'll distract all the enemies while you fight your bigger targets. The bigger targets are the flying targets, and then I also really liked the Negatron Collider. That is like a giant pulse beam. It's a huge beam weapon that ex- once you level it up, it explodes at the end of it. Yes, it does. It's very powerful. It's amazing, and I love it. What my, about you? My two favorites <laughs> were the lightning rod. Yeah. It shoots these little bolts of electricity, and it will inevitably stun a guy, and when they die, they'll shoot electricity at all the enemies around them, causing a chain reaction. Like lightning. Mm-hmm. So if you hit, if you kill a little guy with the lightning bolt, they start spreading and they start killing all the little guys around them. It's yes. just a chain reaction with one little shot. You can kill a whole bunch of people. For sure. And then Mr. Fun Guy. Was Mr. Fun Guy was in the other one too, wasn't it? Uh, it was Mr. Zircon. Mr. Zircon was the shooter. Mr. Fun Guy, there you get these little shrooms that float around with mm-hmm. you and you get a Mrs. Fun Guy as well. Yeah, once you hit level five, it turns into Mrs. Fun Guy and we just kept saying And you get Mrs. two Fungi. of them at yes. the same time. Mr. And, and Mrs. And they distract the enemy and they deal damage for you. Yes. I like that weapon. It's, it's kind of a Glove of Doom, but they can hit aerial targets for you as well. Yeah, because they're up in the air. 
So we toss them out. We toss a whole bunch of gloves of doom, and then we just topiary sprinkler to freeze dudes, and then just go ham. Go ham with a lot of the weapons, with the exception of these least favorite weapons. Like that. Look at that segue. <laughs> Isn't that pretty good? Isn't that pretty good, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna do mine. I did not like the buzz blades. I think you and I both didn't like buzz blades. Yeah, we really did not utilize. I that bet at you all. if we leveled them up, that we'd find something interesting with them. We just never bothered. I feel like they were in the last game, and we they were at the bottom of our list there too. They're just weak. They fire. They have a lot of ammo. You fire a lot of them. They just didn't do what I wanted them to. And they it, just weren't that unique to me either. It was also like a later game weapon that you could get and by that point you kind of had your favorites that you already went to and those weren't anything super awesome for they us to try they out. They weren't worth using like the secret weapon that you get in the game. The one that opens a gate and drops items on guys. It's just hilarious. Which I've heard that one is hilarious just because of all of the easter eggs that get dropped on bad guys but we don't know them because we've only played Yeah them. one of them I saw a ship get dropped on the <laughs> enemy so I just went that is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and then my other least favorite was the cold snap and it's not because it's not a unique weapon. It's cool. It freezes guys in place but we already have the topia sprinkler by the time we already got the cold snap the topiary sprinkler was maxed out yes so we didn't need to use that one anymore yes so it kind of just felt pointless to me at that point i it feel was like okay i feel like that one was trying to be like the ice rod from zelda where you could like freeze you could freeze the dudes and then like gently push them into the water to kill them mm-hmm. but Usually, when you're in a fight, there's a million guys coming after you in Ratchet and Clank, so you can't really, like, freeze them and then gently go over and push them off a cliff to kill them, because there's 50 other guys coming after you. And if you you. hit them, they'll break open. Yes. You know? So, I mean, it does do more damage when they're in there. It's okay, but it's definitely not my favorite weapon. What's your other least favorite? The Void Repulsor, which was basically a shield that you could use to then kind of, like shoot a blast out to deal some damage that was at the beginning again this was another late game one so we didn't really level it up that much until we realized one of the trophies was that you had to get it up to level five for whatever it morphs into which you can then put the shield up and dude shooting at you you hold that in the shield and then you shoot it back at them which is really cool. Which is really cool. And had we known that that was its final form, we probably would have, you know, used it earlier and it would have been... Plus, we finally, when you get enough golden bolts, you unlock infinite ammo. Yeah, that's when and we And that's really how we started it. leveling it up because we just had unlimited ammo at the end, which was really cool. Yes, that was awesome. And it doesn't take away from you getting achievements, by the way. It does not because we still got that trophy. <laughs> so worth doing, everybody. For sure. What's your least favorite world and what's your favorite world? I literally need to look up uh, the planets. <laughs> I can give you mine then because mine is the same planet at the same time. Okay. I don't remember the name. I think it's Torin 5 or 4. The one that is the water planet that turns into the frozen one when you go between the dimensions. No, that is not this one. Uh, we're gonna click back. Is it called? Oh, it's Cordelion. Cordelion. Yes, that's the one. So it, it's one of my favorites. 
because when you go into the underwater area, you're basically running from a giant monster. You know what? I would agree with this as well. I thought it yep. was equally creepy and cool at the same time that you had there's an indestructible monster you have to run from yeah you just shoot plants to get was it like honey you draw you shoot these bio things and it opens up tubes it's like honey or something and it eats it and that's what slows it down while you open these slow opening doors to make it out it's very creepy but it's very cool at the same time but it's also my least favorite for a couple reasons that planet glitched a few times and it did and the map wouldn't load, so you just fell to your death. Yeah, that happened to us twice. Or I would be frozen in one spot, and I'd look down, and the moment you walk, you fall to your, your doom. And trying to get out when you had to go back there was really annoying. Yes. Yeah, when you had to hit the purple stone, I don't remember what it's called, to swap dimensions so that it turned into like the ice mm-hmm. dimension up top, that was frustrating because you weren't really supposed to make it back up to the top of the station but i found a way to do it you found a way to just hop up on the railing railing and make it up it was impressive to watch you do that it took a while but i figured it out you did all in all though that planet the other one i really liked was savali was the one with the open the open forum did i say that right savali savali yeah so it is a wide open plane and you get your ability to use the skates. Yeah, that's the one. Yes. And you have these skates that let you go really, really, really fast around worlds. You unlock them there and it's just this huge open planet that you skate around. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that You find enemies. There's a lot of puzzles. There's a lot of secrets to find in there. It really makes you want to explore this wide open area. And you don't get that in a Ratchet and Clank because it's more on, on rails when you're going through. They have these set platforms and levels yes. they want you to go through this level is kind of wide open and let you explore at your leisure once you complete your main quest line there yeah really cool mm-hmm. okay guys the ps5 this is a really good showcase yes spider-man returnal mm-hmm. demon souls demons soul demon souls it's demons Souls. Souls. Yes. It's really hard so to say. So many S's. And now Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I know there's probably other PS5 games, but these four really encapsulate like how good the PlayStation 5 is as a, a console. This one, especially with the load times, is wild. Yeah, going between planets. I mean, obviously there's some that have cut scenes built in that are, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, you know, for storyline, but... If you're hopping from planet to planet looking for, like, the Krager Bears or you're going to go do some side missions, it takes... Five seconds? Five seconds? Sometimes less, and it feels like a movie transition. Yes, it really does. It's like watching a Pixar film, honestly. There are rifts that you open, and there are... It's it's instantaneous. There's nothing that... There's no load times. Right. And when you do the mechanic where you jump around the planet, there's no load times between doing that. You're doing these wild actions. The scenery is beautiful. The amount of enemies and pixels and explosions and lights and stuff happening in the background and in the foreground at the same time, it's shocking. When you did that naval battle where you're running from the Kraken. Oh my gosh, yes. I did like the pirate planet too. There's so much <laughs> happening. And you're, you're focusing on it. But really when you start looking at the, all what's going on all around you, Super, really, really gorgeous detail, and they covered a lot of stuff. Yeah, they really did. This is a PS5 experience for me. 
The adaptive triggers. I'm sorry, I was yawning. All the adaptive triggers in this game too. So you can hold down halfway to do certain things and then you can charge, like the Negatron Collider, if you hold it down halfway, it stays charged up for you. Yeah, or if you had the grenades, you could pull it down halfway to like aim where you were going to throw, see what you were going to hit, and then pull it down fully to launch the grenade. Yeah, you could it do... Was, it was cool. And then was it once you built up the pistol? Once you built up the pistol, it would shoot three bullets at once. Mm-hmm. But if you pulled it down like halfway... It would shoot one, and then you pulled it down the whole way. It would, like, shoot it Yeah, time. so you could do halfway to do single shots yes. if you wanted to. The adaptive triggers really worked very well in this game. You could tell they built this from the ground up to work with all the For PSI sure. functions, and they did an exceptional job with this game. They really did. Honestly, if you have a PlayStation 5, this is your time to jump in and get a PlayStation 5 game. If you this is your first experience, you will not be disappointed. Ratchet and Clank has multiple difficulties, Whatever difficulty you play on, you can still get all the achievements. It's not locked behind you beating the game on the hardest mode. It's not like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, yeah. I had to beat the game on hard mode. It was very difficult. I know. <laughs> this game we played on medium, right in the middle. Yeah, I think we... there's three, there's five or six, and we chose the third one. Yeah. And it was challenging. It you... was still challenging. I tried the next difficulty up, and I said, this is really effing hard. Well, yeah, because we needed to get to a certain point to get one of the achievements. And it was just, it took, it's like a new game plus because you start with all of your same weapons, Mm -hmm. whatever level they were. You just have to find Mrs. Zircon and buy the last two weapons you're missing. But even the last... um, Weapon that we're missing, the bouncer, I think it is. No, but even having all of your weapons up like that high. And unlimited ammo. And unlimited ammo, it took forever to kill bad guys. Yeah, so I've made it easier, went and bought my weapon, and that's the last achievement you need to get. As long as you do everything in the first playthrough, and after you beat the game, you can still explore all the planets to get everything. Yes. So don't feel like you have to start a new game plus, but to get the achievement, all the achievements, you do need to go and find the first Mrs. Zircon in the game. Yeah, there's a the other we- last weapons that you have to buy and then you unlock the last achievement right yes. there and that's that was it i also unlocked the void repulsor achievement in the second playthrough as well yes but that is what it is yeah because we're idiots yeah. it's fine yeah, it happens to the best of us <laughs> all in all oh we did platinum this game everybody so we're yes. adding another platinum onto our list i wanted to do it we were so close when we beat the game that i said forget it we're doing it yeah we only had we Three, had to get all the Krager Bears, we had to get all the weapons, and then we had to do the... Uh, void Repulsor void shot. Repulsor. By the time we beat the game, that's all we had left. So yeah. we said, we're just going to do it. And it took us like 20 minutes to finish all of them. Yeah. What do you give this game? I would give it an 8.5. Ooh. I'm a 9.5. Really? I really like this game. I like the Ratchet and Clank series. I think the writing is well done. Mm-hmm. I didn't... I didn't love the ending, and that's why I give it a 9.5. Okay. I thought it was just too lackluster. He- heavily ever after. Not even, because they're not really in love with each other or anything like that, which is fine. They don't need to be. Everything's wrapped up in a neat little package. Uh, yeah, they're going to go find the Wombaxes. It, that'd be a really fun story later, and I think they kind of want that to be a story later. Yeah. It was good. The ending was good. The all the rest of the game, including the story up to that point, was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Funny, 
well written. Yeah. The characters fit in the places they're supposed to. There's enough dynamic. It wasn't the most nuanced thing ever. No. But everything played out very well and they did a great job. We didn't even talk about like uh Kit's background. No, we didn't. She's the new robot. Uh, yes. So I say she because it's played by a female voice, but Clank and Kit are both just robots. robots. Uh, but there, it's it's basically now it's you know Rivet and Kit and Ratchet and Clank. Yes, makes me think of uh, Finn and Fiona and Jake and Cake. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of the entire Thank time. Thank you. Thank you. We just needed a rainicorn, and it would have been wonderful. Rainicorn. <laughs> so. Kit is, there's a complex relationship with her and Rivet in the game, and you find out that she's the one that caused Rivet to lose her arm because she went out of control as this crazy robot. Yeah, she was one of, uh, what's his face? Emperor Nefarious's creations that went out of control, and she gained her own will against him. Yes. And in the end, they, you know, they fight against Dr. Evil Emperor Nefarious together. That's Dr. Mr. Dr. Evil Porktop to you. <laughs> and so they <laughs> they 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 finally team up, they make up with each other and win the day, which was really fun to watch. Yeah, they do uh Kit comes clean to Rivet cuz she realizes halfway through the game that she's the one that mm-hmm, took her. her arm and then comes clean and there's a big like Kit isn't in it for a planet or two, and then she comes back to save the day, which is very nice. It was good overall. So, yeah. Everything was good. Not the most played out story, but it's kind of hard to find a story that hasn't been done before. Yeah. There are not that many unique ones that are mainstream, I should say. But the writing was well done. It fit the. It's good for all ages because there's not really blood or guts or anything like that. It's just a whole bunch of aliens and silliness. I'd say, you know, probably 13 up. You could probably go eight or up. Seven up. I'd say like ten and up. Ten and up. Yeah, it's. I would There's say violence. It's a, it's a little more intense than like a Donkey Kong game. There's violence, but it's not. Uh, it's not Grand Theft Auto. Not Grand Theft Auto. That's a very <laughs> good way. So there's no language or anything like that. No. Very well done, Insomniac Games. Yes. Uh, I'm I'd be happy to play the next one whenever you come out with it. So. Yes, we were looking forward to this when they announced it during the Showcase Spectacular last year. Oh yeah, and it, when finally getting your hands on it, they did not disappoint. No, they didn't. So this was this was really good. I only give it an 8.5 because, and I think it was more us and not the game itself, but we hit like our lull of playing video games halfway through this. And like every night I was like, I don't really want to play it. That's why I played Demon Souls for yes, a while too. It kind of reset things for us too. And then we powered through the rest of this game because it is fantastic. It's very good. So it's worth playing through, especially... We're the people that play two or three hours. We can play two or three hours here and there. We're not playing every single evening. So, right. Anyway, uh, if you want to reach out to us, we're at Gaming Marriage. That's on Twitter, or we're Gaming Marriage at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you if you have questions, concerns, any video games you'd like us to play. We do have one more on the docket that I don't, maybe we're a third through right now. It's not very long. Maybe but we, halfway. Maybe. I don't know. It's the expansion for Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's not very long if we play through it, but I've been doing a little, some of the side quest stuff just to play it and do different things with it. So, yes. But if there's something else you want us to look into, play, uh, there's a couple other games coming out soonish, but we also have a little one on the way, so there might be a hiatus from us for a couple weeks. So, yes. 
maybe a month even. We'll let you know when we get to that point. We'll, everybody. we'll see how things adjust. <laughs> yeah. You might just hear crying baby in the middle of a podcast at one point. There's going to be a lot of, hold on, we got to pause. Hold, hold on. on. We'll be back. Mm. All right. Somebody's hungry. Mm. And someone's stinky. Very stinky. Oh, I'm sorry. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dog. He's <laughs> looking at us from the back door. <laughs> Hi, dog. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.